Thanks for being a part of the Fearless Army. Drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and when you do, ask me a question in the comments. Each week, we'll compile your best questions and answer them on air. Welcome, welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host. Happy Monday. Thank you for joining me. Awesome show planned for you today. Uh, it's just going to be you, me, and a tiny bit of Shamika uh, to top things off. Uh, we are going to uh, address the shooting in Jacksonville uh, on today's show. Uh, the, the shooting that involves a man, I believe, named Ryan Palmatier, uh, who shot three uh, black people inside a Dollar General. Uh, people made the mistake of asking my opinion about it, and I'm going to unpack my opinion here shortly. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our dear friends at uh, Preborn. You guys know how much we and I love Preborn. Preborn. Uh, is the greatest organization supporting life inside the womb and uh, supporting a worldview that life begins at conception. We, as fearless soldiers, we embrace that mentality. When you understand that life begins inside the womb, it informs your worldview about life outside the womb. Uh, as Christians, as believers, as men, we believe in supporting babies inside the womb. Preborn does that in a magnificent way. They provide expectant mothers who are considering abortion, they provide them with an ultrasound that shows them, reveals that baby's heartbeat, shows them an image of that baby. That woman is more than twice as likely to choose life after being given an ultrasound. An ultrasound costs $28. Uh, it doesn't matter how much you give, whether it's $28, $140 pays for five ultrasounds. You may give $5,000, you may give $5. Whatever it is, as a fearless soldier, as someone that believes that, white, that life begins inside the womb, give money to preborn. These guys come in, once this woman chooses life, then they really come in and support that woman and get her through the first two years of that baby's life outside the womb. This is important, guys. It, it is a part of our mission here at Fearless to save 50,000 babies' lives uh, this year in, in 2023. Uh, we're well on our way to doing it, and I appreciate every single one of you all that have emailed me and let me know that you support Preborn. Gives me a purpose, inspires me to do this show at the highest level. Here's how you can give. You can just hit pound 250 and say the keyword baby, or you can do it the way that I like to do it, preborn.com slash Jason. That's preborn.com slash Jason. Let's continue to support Preborn. It is central to our mission here as fearless soldiers. All right. Uh, Good to take care of preborn. That gives me more room to unpack uh, this fire starter. And before I do, I want to show you, or not show you, I want to talk to you about <clears throat> where this came from and, and why I'm doing it. I, I had not paid a great deal of attention 
uh, to this story, but I, I got several uh, tweets or whatever posts on X. I'm trying to change it to calling it X, but I'm, I'm struggling. Uh, people asking me, hey, Jason, how come you ain't said nothing about uh, Jacksonville? You know, how come you haven't blamed it on fatherlessness or uh, on single mothers or uh, how come you're not talking about white supremacy? How come you're avoiding? And, and part of me is just like, I know you're just trolling me. I, I know that uh, you don't sincerely think that every time there's a shooting, I hop on Twitter and have some sort of comment about it. That's not what this show is, that's not what I do, but I have had some opinions about Tyree Nichols and what happened in Memphis, and there's this perception out here that, uh, you know, I only talk about these issues when they put black people in a bad light. That's not the case, but since many of you uh, have asked for my opinion, I formulated one for you in this fire starter. Uh, there's nothing leftists love more than dead black people and white killers. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if President Joe Biden suggested the Dollar, the Dollar General store in Jacksonville be converted into a Planned Parenthood clinic. Biden and his supporters could build a statue commemorating the evil of Ryan Palmatier, the 21-year-old mass murderer who gunned down three black people. Make no mistake, Joe Biden loves Ryan Palmatier, a professed racist. Palmatier allows Biden and his surrogates to cast themselves as racial justice warriors, men and women brave enough to confront the scourge of white supremacy. A recent Fox News poll indicated Biden and the Democratic Party are bleeding black voter support. Biden received 91% of the black vote in 2020. According to the Fox poll, he's on schedule to dip to 61% in 2024. Those type numbers will justify the DNC replacing old Joel with Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom. That's why Biden is quite pleased Palmatier opened fire at Dollar General. The president can now pretend he and the Democrat party are all that stand between black Americans and a return to 1823. Biden said in a statement, <clears throat> even as we continue searching for answers, we must say clearly and forcefully that white supremacy has no place in America. We must refuse to live in a country where black families going to the store or black students going to school live in fear of being gunned down because of the color of their skin. Hate must have no safe harbor. Silence is complicity and we must not remain silent. You have to wonder if Biden's cheap talk will help his poll numbers with black voters. He released a statement so that corporate media would juxtapose Biden's explicit condemnation of white supremacy to whatever Republican presidential candidates say about Jackson. Nothing Biden said is sincere. Yes, Ryan Palmatier was motivated by racism, but there is no pandemic of white bigots gunning down black people. You know that. The FBI knows that, Biden knows it. No rational black person is walking around a college campus or Dollar General worrying about a white mass shooter. 
What we legitimately fear are black gangs and fatherless young boys with no emotional control. We have conversations about that fear regularly. We listen to our parents and elders complain about neighborhood violence all the time. They mention the Crips, the Bloods, Gangster Disciples, and Vice Lords. The KKK is never mentioned. White supremacy is never mentioned. White supremacy is a constant topic in college classrooms, on cable news, and throughout social media, environments dominated by leftists. What happened in Jacksonville is outside the norm. Everybody knows it, including Jamel Hill, the polarizing writer for The Atlantic. Hill spent much of her Sunday attempting to elevate the Jacksonville shooting into proof that America is unrepentantly racist and doomed. Hill posted on X, please note the Jacksonville gunman was in his early 20s, implying that racism will simply evaporate after a certain generation is foolish and naive. It also absolves people from having to do any real work. Racism plus white supremacy are thriving problems in our society that are not limited to age or generation. Promoting white supremacy is Jamel's career. Jamel Hill, Michael Eric Dyson, Al Sharpton, Joy Reid, and many other black pundits rely on the existence of racism to remain valuable in the media. Racism fuels their bank account. Colleges cut five-figure checks for people like Hill to visit campus and discuss the horrors of racist microaggressions. Cable news networks give them a stipend to paint Donald Trump and Republicans as the root of all evil. Their most important job, however, is to eulogize dead black men killed by white men. They sit by police scanners praying for the next George Zimmerman or Darren Wilson or Derek Chauvin or Dylan Roof. Given that we're now officially in the election cycle, Ryan Palmeter, Ryan Palmeter might knock someone off the Black Lives Matter Mount Rushmore of white killers. Jamel Hill, a Detroit native, will never be asked to comment on the countless black-on-black -black murders that occur in her hometown. Hill, who fancies herself as an enemy of white supremacy, will never spot the bigotry of black women accounting for roughly 40% of all abortions. Jamel Hill's a leftist. Dead black babies are a net positive for leftists. Margaret Sanger, the founder of the Planned Parenthood, and a racist, is a hero to progressives. Anti-black racism exists and is very harmful. Joe Biden, Jamel Hill, and leftists cleverly hide their anti-black agenda by painting, by pointing to Ryan Palmer, Dylan Roof, and Derek Chauvin. It's a gimmick. It's a game. That's my fire starter. I'm going to elaborate on it. Uh, now, it, it, it bothers me when people tweet at me or reach out to me over social media, clearly trolling and clearly desperate for proof of the existence of racism, of, of a racism that they're in support of or that they think benefits them. You don't have to look hard for proof of racism. You don't have to sit by a police scanner and wait for some clown or some evil person like this Ryan guy to kill black people to have proof of racism. 
All you have to do is look at the policies leftists support. There's all sorts of proof there. When, when they're promoting abortion to black people, that's racism. When they're lowering academic standards and basically saying black people can't compete, that's racism. Many, when they're sitting around, take what just happened. When you prioritize a white man killing a black man, something that happens rarely in comparison to how many black men kill each other. But when you sit around and say that, oh, these people killed in Jacksonville, they're more worthy of discussion. They're more worthy of sympathy. We must say their names and remember them. When their lives have more value because of the color of the killer than a five-year-old girl, five-year-old boy, a 30-year-old man or woman who's randomly shot in any major city across the United States, but they happen to be shot and killed by black people. When, when you say their life doesn't matter, isn't worthy of discussion, we don't need to remember their name. We don't need to prioritize fixing that. That's racism. When you're looking at a group of people, American black people, whose family structure has been completely annihilated and destroyed. When 75% of the kids are being born in single parent situations and you're not talking about that, forcing the government, forcing society to deal with that problem and all of your attention or most of your attention is on, hey man, we gotta stop these rare instances of white people killing black people. When that's your priority, when, when your Twitter feed is filled with that and not filled with, hey, we gotta fix this family structure. We have to uh, reconnect black people in mass to God, to their religious faith, because that has powered their survival here in America. That's racism. When you ignore the problem, the destruction of the family that is hampering and destroying and creating chaos in the black community, when you ignore that, that's racism. You don't have to sit by a police scanner and wait for some white man to go off the rails. But they don't want you looking at their racism. Their anti-black racism. They don't want you looking at that. And then they deny and or justify your anti, their anti-white racism. The, these people, from Joe Biden to Jamel Hill and to everybody in between, 
their races. They adopt the mentality of racist people. They believe in the one drop rule. They believe black people are inferior and can't compete and must have a totally different system in order to survive and, and test scores and everything must be adjusted for them to compete. They want black people lined up at abortion clinics. And then on top of that, they want black people and they justify black people from saying and doing some of the most racist things on the planet. Any little, my, oh my God, you used the wrong pronoun. You called me a boy and I think you said it in a racist way. All of that is out of bounds and must be addressed and people must lose their job. But when black people say unbelievably racist things about white people, don't say a word about that. That's acceptable because again, they have a lower standard, a far lower standard for black people and black behavior. That's racism. They're, they're, so the people that have tweeted at me and the people that sit around and talk, or Jason's a sellout and Jason doesn't think racism exists. Yes, I do. I don't deny it at all. And I don't deny that there's a particular group of white people who are racist. They just happen to be Democrats and liberals. Many of them are well-intentioned with their racism. In their mind, they're well-intentioned with their race, but they're racist. And I've thought this for years and I've read people that, that will tell, oh, Jason, you're just an aberration. And, and I'm like, lower some standards. We need to, well, Jason, you're different. You're special. I'm, How? What makes me different and special? Because again, I know exactly where I came from. I know all of my test scores. I know all of my grades. I'm not special. I just happen to have a different set of values and a standard for myself. I'm not some super Negro. I'm not some super person. Again, as I've shared with RFK last week, 900 on the SAT, 2.3 grade point average out of Ball State. I mostly socialized at Ball State and played football. There, there's, there's nothing special about me. All I did was when I graduated college, I realized I needed to grow up and take life more seriously and I need to adopt some values that work in America. Show up on time and work harder than your peers. That's what got me ahead. That's what made me successful in America. Wear a condom. And I'm just keeping it real and I'm sorry, I don't wanna irritate there's a better way, and, 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 and you shouldn't do what I did in my youth, 
and, and, and all of that. You, you abstinence until marriage, find you a wife, get married. But I'm just keeping it real for what got me through. And, and again, I've shared with you all that I did impregnate a, a young woman, a friend of mine uh, in my 30s, early 30s. And, and she had an abortion without my knowledge, didn't even know she was pregnant, didn't know about. But so I've made mistakes, but I, I made one mistake. But it, it's not that hard to avoid impregnating a woman. There's way too many ways to avoid that. Abstinence, condom, male or female condom, uh, birth control, common sense. There's ways to avoid it. Show up to work on time, work harder than everybody else. You'll make it in America. This this whole little gimmick that the left plays, oh, it's just so racist out here. And unless you've got a 1500 SAT or unless uh, white people bend over backwards and lower all the standards for you, you can't make it. Show up to work on time and work harder than everybody else. Be reliable and be respectful and watch how far ahead you get in life. Don't take on responsibilities that you can't handle. Don't knock up your girlfriend who you have no intentions of marrying. Don't have stray babies. Watch how many opportunities that will arise in your lifetime that you'll be able to take advantage of because you don't have some baby mama drama going on. It's just not that hard but they want to tell you it's that hard and that there's all these little magical, evil white people sitting around wasting all their time trying to stop you from rising. And this whole country's rigged against you. It's a lie. And it's a lie to keep you down. It's intentional. They know they're lying. And they're doing it to enrich themselves. Joe Biden needs votes. Jamel Hill needs something she can talk about. She doesn't talk that well about sports. That's why her sports career flamed out. She got a bunch of opportunities without really the resume to justify them. She wasn't that clever. She wasn't a standout talking about sports. She didn't break news. She didn't write that well. She was average at best. And then she found a little gimmick that people with no talent can lean into. Oh, I'll just go on TV or go on Twitter and call everybody racist. And I'll build a platform doing that. And I can get paid by CNN and The Atlantic because I'll be the black person they can trot out there and just say, oh yeah, everything's racist and white supremacy is, is and, and Donald Trump is the worst person on the planet. It's just a job. That's her job. Joe Biden sitting there knowing that his political party is sitting there going, whoo, look at these numbers. This man 
We can't even cheat this man to reelection. This man may only get 60% of the black vote. We're looking at black people come out of the closet and start acknowledging that, hey, I like Donald Trump and Donald Trump's better than Joe Biden and Donald Trump isn't what they said he was. And Joe Biden's looking like, oh my God. They're going to they're going to run Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama instead of me. How can I hold on to this power? How can I maintain my position as the leader of the free world? I'll play the race card. I'll shore up my black support by playing the race card. The media will eat it up. They'll take my little my statement about the condemnation of white supremacy. And then they'll go compare it to Ron DeSantis or uh, Donald Trump or Vivek Ramaswamy or whoever on the Republican side. And, and people can say, yep, vote for me. I'm not racist. They're racist. That's the sales point of the left. If you join with us, if you say you're a Democrat, no one can accuse you of being racist. That's their pitch. That's their platform. And they're using that platform not to benefit black people, but primarily to benefit feminists and the LGBTQ. Because they're getting people to vote for them so they can avoid being called a racist. And then they're taking their political power and benefiting feminist women and tearing down the patriarchy and the LGBTQ. This is a gimmick. People are simple. Let's say you're the average working man, wife, two, three kids, average working woman, husband, two or three kids, just average person. You're busy. It's hard enough trying to manage your marriage, trying to manage your kids, trying to manage your job. Because, you know, everybody can do everything. We all got time to be mama and boss B at work. And everybody, man has, you know, everybody, man can uh, chase money so he can get that second, third home, second, third car, whatever. And every, ignore or, or give the kids the short shift but everybody's busy. And so they're sitting there like, what burdens do I really want to carry? Because if I tell people in this society, the way social media is rigged, the way corporate America is rigged, if I tell people, if I let people know, hey, I'm a conservative, I vote Republican, I now run the risk of being called a racist. It's not, I wouldn't even say run the risk, you're going to be called a racist. Most people, don't want to take that burden on. So it's just easier to vote Democrat or to say you're a Democrat or to adopt Democrat talking points. It will benefit you in corporate America. It will put you in line for leadership positions. You can't hold the positions that I hold and survive in corporate America. You must bow to the alphabet mafia. You must say that transitioning kids is a great thing. 
You must celebrate, oh my God, drag queens in, in, in with little kids. That's, you ha I hear from people all the time, trapped in corporate America. You must take this vaccine. They're trapped in corporate America, but they're, un they're, they're so they're afraid to say what they really think and to stand on their beliefs because the price is too high for them. They're cowards. I don't respect them as much as I respect people who are willing to say what they actually think, who are willing to stand on what they actually believe. But most of these people are just, as Kwame Brown says, going along to get along, and Biden is counting on that. And that's why they keep hammering their political opponents with, they're racist, we're not. Because they know the worst albatross you can put around someone's neck is the label of racist. If they put that label on you, you're less likely to be employed, you're eliminated from leadership, leadership positions within your company, you become a pariah. That's their political strategy, to make all of their opponents pariahs. They don't want to debate the issues. They just want to make all of their opponents pariahs. Black people are waking up to it. Black people are starting to figure out it's a gimmick and we're being used. And Biden, Jamel Hill, and all these other progressives, they're scared to death. And so they sit around and wait for some deranged, wicked, racially charged white man to do something bad. And then they get to run around and pretend like, see, the whole world is this way, and that's why you must vote for us. And then people come at me over social media. How come you're not talking about Jacksonville? Because it really just doesn't say much about what's going on with black people. It's a very rare occurrence. It, it just, I, I'm not saying it's a tragedy, but there'll be probably two people murdered in Jacksonville tonight. This tragedy's no bigger than that tragedy. And you're not asking me to comment on who gets murdered in Jacksonville the rest of the week. You're not asking me. I can't, there was a man in Georgia, I think, in the last three, four weeks, black dude, that killed four or five white people. Not a peep out of the national media. Not a peep out of me about it. Didn't hear about it. Don't. Again, it's not that commonplace. I don't. I don't think it's not. But you didn't hear about it from me. No one asked me about that. When 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 Daryl Brooks, remember the guy in Waukesha that ran over all the people at the Christmas parade, killed six injured a dozen others or more. That was a black dude that killed a bunch of white people. Joe Biden didn't put out a statement talking about black supremacy. He called it a tragedy. That's about it. 
this, this whole little racism thing doesn't flow one direction. It flows both directions. It flows all directions. It's just unfairness. That's my fire starter. We'll get Shamika Michelle's thoughts uh, here in a second. Uh, you can email me and us, fearlessblazeshow at gmail.com. Remember, I, I really, I'm telling you, I was ignoring this Jacksonville thing. I, I wasn't paying attention to it. Someone asked me about it, or several people asked me about it over social media. That's what got me fired up. I, I would have left this alone. But then seeing Joe, Joe Biden and Jamel and all these other, anyway. Well, Shamika Michelle. It's my obligation to hate discrimination Raising up your hands for freedom Details about the driver arrested after driving into a crowd of people at the Waukesha Christmas the Parade. Could someone barrel through a holiday? The tragedy in Waukesha, Wisconsin. The world thinks it knows what happened, but I'm here to find out the truth. Hi, I'm Wolf Splitter. One suspect's in custody, but could the real killer still be at large? Oh, the Ford Escape was one mean mother beeper. And I know for a fact that wasn't the first murder he was involved with. I was working at the dealership the day they escaped the ride. Those F-150s tortured that boy something terrible. Did some unspeakable things to his exhaust pipe. Escape at first just became withdrawn. So quiet. No radio. No horn. But gradually, the overheating started to build. I never should have bought that SUV. I took it out for a bachelor party, and the darn thing couldn't stay between the lines. It veered off into a tree. I could smell the alcohol on the engine, but the corrupt cops took me into custody instead. <laughs> right here in Manitowoc County, Ford Escape was chasing jailbait. Cars half his age in size. He met a little gray Hyundai at a car wash and one thing led to another and, well, I think he took her to the prom. Daryl Brooks was a sweet, sweet man. He was active in the community, you know, just wanted to make the world a better place. And he was an artist. Have you listened to some of his lyrics? I just got a low worth about a half a ticket In the blicker when I'm out here chasing chicken Was to the game when I used to play Now I swipe the Vinci, got a little Brooks is innocent He just got mixed up with the wrong damn vehicle But If Brooks is innocent Well, maybe someone else is too we all saw Netflix making a murderer. Stephen Avery is innocent. The police know it, the courts know it, and I know it firsthand. Look at the gas darn photo I gave you. 
A person don't kill Teresa Hellback. A car killed Teresa Hellback. And when he got away with that, he was thirsty for more. All right, well, I'm back. Time for Shamika Michelle. Uh, Shamika, uh, I'm a little fired up about Joe Biden and Jamel Hill and how they're using the tragedy in Jacksonville to, in my view, Joe Biden is trying to shore up his political standing with black voters. Jamel Hill is trying to shore up her job prospects with cable news networks and college campuses. Uh, neither one of them care at all about what happened in Jacksonville. Your thoughts. So first of all, Jason, I want to say my heart goes out to the families who actually lost loved ones because the Democrats killed them to make a point. I am full Alex Jones conspiracy theorist on this. I do not think this is a coincidence. Looking at the poll numbers for Joe Biden, seeing how many people were online praising Trump over the weekend, I do not think this is a coincidence at all. We just had a shooting here at UNC Chapel Hill a few minutes ago. I think everyone should be sober and vigilant and paying attention. And I know people would say, oh, you know, would the Democrats go to, to these links? Yes, when you're willing to sell out your country and when you are trying to push against guns and you, you, you know, climate change, you want everybody to be afraid of that, they will do anything. And so, yes, I don't think Joe Biden cares at all. And we certainly know Jamel Hill doesn't as, as well. Boyce Watkins said something so profound, and you've said this so many times. You said it today. We have racially motivated killings every day in the black community. When you holler N-word, 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 I'm going to kill this N-word, that is a racially motivated killing. So if we're not going to take a step and say, listen, this is something that we need to take care of in the black community. I don't want to hear y'all online complaining about the white man and, oh, we need to be afraid of the white man. I was out all weekend. I didn't see one white person that I felt like I needed to be afraid of, but I had my head on swivel for them N words that we know start to cut up when you all come together in a certain place. So I just think that we are unserious and we are not telling the truth about the things that we really need to be paying attention to because it's so easy to just point your finger at the white man and think that the white man has his foot on our necks opposed to to telling the truth about what's going on. And as you stated, the fatherlessness, these are the little N words. And I hate saying N words, Jason. I'm only saying it because, you know, I'm respecting you. These are the little unruly N words that are tearing up our communities. The ones that have been raised in fatherless homes. I'm so glad you brought up the hate crime element of this because I believe that uh, Joe Biden has asked, you know, they're looking for federal hate charges or whatever as it relates to this. Uh, 
I, I, I don't I don't get it. Any any murder is a hate crime. I don't if it's two white people, if it's two black people, if it's two brown people. Hate is, generally speaking, at the root of that sort of violence. And 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 as you said, and as Boyce is is, is suggesting and I totally agree with it and, and I have talked about it, it's like, well, hold on, man. If the N word is this term of endearment, why does every song or every shooter brag, man, I smoked that N word. Is that a term of endearment? And, and, and so l let's cut it out. That's a term of hate. It's being used in a hateful way and it's being used to justify a, a level of violence and, and uh, a lack of respect for life. And, and so for, for Joe Biden, one, to be seeking hate charm, hate crime enhancements or, or whatever, investigators of hate crime, what are they talking about? It, it just, it's all a gimmick to, to try to, again, bait black people into supporting things that we just don't believe in or we claim we don't believe in. Hey, we're the Democrats. Uh, we like black people and Republicans hate black people. So you guys support same-sex marriage. You guys support uh, the Alphabet Mafia. You guys support drag queens in schools. You guys support uh, the transgender movement. All because, hey, we're not racist and they are. It's a game that's being played and we got to snap out of it. Right. And we fall for it every single time. Why would we support the, the alphabet mafia when two men coming together cannot create a child? Two women coming together cannot create children. Why would we support abortion when it is killing our offspring? Everything that they try to push on us would be the demise of the black race. So every time you sit back and you claim black power and you want black people to succeed and black people to excel, you don't when you're actually supporting things that would kill us off or don't promote us being, you know, growing as a people. I saw somebody talking about the three-fifths compromise over the weekend, talking about how, you know, we were seen as less than human. You see us as less than human if you refer to your brother all the time as N-word. You're not even seeing that person as a man because if you did, you would refer to him as man. I don't even get upset when I see people call each other king or queen. It's better than N-word. It's better than calling that woman a bitch. But y'all will sit online and talk about the three-fifths compromise. Oh, they... First of all, we know that they're pushing it in the wrong way. They don't even understand it. But how can you sit and complain and say these white people didn't see you as humans when all you see yourself as and your brother as is the N word? We don't even respect one another, but yet we want all of this respect to come from the outside. It's time that we stop lying. And this whole, you know, Jamel Hill talked about um, when somebody said that it was mental illness, she had a complaint. Oh, he wrote all of this stuff about being uh, racist. So I need to know, 
can only black people be mentally ill? Because that's the only people that we accept it from. So here again, we have an issue with not other people seeing us as less than, but people that share our skin color, you know, the skin folk that's supposed to be kin folk, who don't even see us as you know, God's children that has the ability to, to do anything we put our minds to. It's always less than. We, we have mental issues. That's the only ones we can accept. And we have to call each other out of our name to, you know, as a term of endearment. And we don't feel like we can accomplish anything because we're so oppressed because of our skin color. I don't see how that's actually helping us. These are our enemies. They call us coons and sellouts and Uncle Tom. No, the real enemies are the ones that look at your skin color and think that you're less than in any form, physically or mentally, because of it. You helped me reach another conclusion that, that uh, this conversation is very important. I want people to follow me here. There, Joe Biden, in my view, and we're gonna have a Twitter spaces or X spaces on this topic on Tuesday about are black people really gonna leave the Democrat party and or should we believe these numbers and is, are, are black people waking up? And so I don't think that Joe Biden has a legitimate concern about losing the black vote. I, I really don't. I don't think that's his concern. One, I, I think the Democrat Party is past Joe Biden, and I don't think they're going to run Joe Biden. It's going to be either Michelle Obama or Gavin Newsom. What they're really concerned about is if the stigma of voting Republican is removed if voting for Donald Trump and voting for Republican no longer stamps you as a racist? I think their real concern is the number of white voters that'll be like, well, I might as well vote for Donald Trump since, since I'm not gonna have to deal with the damage of being considered racist. I actually think they're more worried about white voters than they are actual black voters and, and it's that, that stigma, that stamp of, hey, you're a racist, that keeps, I think, a lot of white people that just don't want the hassle of the burden of being called a racist. And so they just pull that Democrat lever and they can tell everybody I'm a Democrat and they can get their uh, advancement at work and, and they can keep their social circles and they, they can be popular in Hollywood and all that. But if that stigma goes away, I think more white people will actually start voting what they actually believe. And I think, too, Jason, if they lose the division that they're trying to push, if we all come together and see that it's not really red versus blue or Republican versus Democrat, it is us against the government, they know that a lot of the power that they have, they will lose because once we stop worrying about you're white or I'm and I'm black and we don't get along and this is what you did to my ancestors, as long as we're focused on that, we're not paying attention that the government is the real enemy here. It's the government that wants to control our every move. It is the government that it wants to just, you know, take over. 
That is what they're really afraid of. So I do think that they want to keep us divided because they know as long as we're bickering over race, we are not paying attention to them really trying to sell us out to a new world order. Excellent, excellent point. Because, (laughs) listen, if we weren't bickering about race and if the working class were like, hey, we saw ourselves as in this together. We would be having a conversation about uh, important things like taxation is theft and, and we weren't supposed to be taxed at anywhere near this level. The, the government, the system wasn't set up for that, for the government to be able to take our earnings and then take that money and spend it however they want it. And so if, they, if you remove the racial divide, people would actually, we'd be having daily conversations about how much money are we sending to Ukraine? And, and, and that's our money, that's our tax dollars that is getting sent over to Ukraine. And, and it's not even about like, take that money and spend it on us. It's just like, no, no, no. Quit taxing people at a 37% race, rate nationally or federally. And then, you know, out in California, they're getting you at 13% at a state rate. All of these, ta- and then all these other taxes stacked on top, of, on top of taxes, sales tax, this tax, that tax. We have no idea of how abusive the government is because the government has us locked in a battle or a conversation about how abusive we are to each other, and it's just not true. Yeah, it's not true. And once I stopped paying attention to race, because I felt like I was very black power at one time, once I stopped focusing on race, it allowed me to see and learn some of the other things that are going on that I was unaware of. And to be able to have these conversations with people of like minds have been so, it's been so helpful for me. So now my eye is on the government. My eye is not watching the white man, you know, whether he's going to rent to me or, you know, give me a mortgage. Is it going to be too much? Is there systemic race? My eyes are not focused on that. I am paying attention to the elites, to the government, to the, you know, uh, world economic forum. I'm paying attention to that those things and realizing that regardless of skin color, there are a lot of us that have a lot in common. I've had conversations with Asians who say, you know, we don't want communism here. We came here because of the freedom of America. Let's stand together to fight them trying to usher in communism. I don't care that they're Asian and that we don't have the same skin color. I'm fighting with with you, whether you're black, white, brown, whatever, if we're against the government, we're on the same side. If (laughs) this whole racial debate that's just nonstop and they pay people like Jamel and Michael Eric Dyson to promote it, 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 it so undermines people having just a basic understanding of our system and how it's intended to work and how you can take advantage of the system. And, and so, 
again, when you hear me and Shamika talking about the government is, is your enemy, the system was designed so that you, it was designed with that in mind to keep the federal government very, very small and states were supposed to be the most powerful. Governors were supposed to be, you were supposed to think of your governor the way we now think about the president. And, and whatever state you lived in, the governor had the most power and, and your local government had the most power instead. And we, and we can't see that the federal government is out of control, won't take, it, 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 it's, it's a long distance relationship. Some man or woman that lives 2,000 miles away from you is not going to take care of you as well as the person that actually lives within walking distance of you or short driving distance of you. And so when we handed all this power and money over to the federal government, these are people way off in Washington, D.C. They're not in Tennessee. They're not in North Carolina. They're not in California. They have all the power. They're not going to take very good care of you. They're more likely, again, long distance relationship. I guarantee if you look at the statistics, Long distance, you're more likely to play and cheat on somebody in a long distance relationship. And that's what we have going on. The federal government is more likely to cheat on you than your state government. And if we empowered our states, people we could actually hold accountable and go see and, and let them know our opinions and, and all that. We would have more control, but we've given the federal government all the power. And I just I see so many people that have no understanding of how this country was designed and how it was supposed to operate and what we should be fighting for. When they hear people say, uh, oh, man, they believe in limited government. They must be racist. No, that, that's not what's driving them. It, it, it's it's they know that the federal government will be abusive because they're far less accountable in some faraway DC land than the people right there in your state who you might see at the grocery store or who you might be able to drive to their office. It, it, it's what we don't know and what we don't understand and what we've been blinded to because of this nonstop. I, I love it when people say, well, we just don't talk enough about race. We need to have more of a discussion. Actually, we need to have less. It's actually the exact opposite. We've been talking about race for 200 some odd years. It's just at this point. Now, I understand why it was important during slavery, during segregation. But at this point, there's there's a real abuser loose in our community. And we're not talking about him or her. And that's the federal government. Tamika, I'll give you the final say and we'll wrap up. No, that's why people reach out to you, Jason, um, saying, why haven't you said something about the Jacksonville shooting or why aren't you talking about this race thing or that race thing? It really shows us where we are as a people, because they should really be saying, Jason, why don't you talk about the fact that we're taxed on the money we make and then we're taxed on everything that we buy and then we're taxed on top of the tax? That's what people really should be focused on, because listen, I I know a lot of people are hurting in this economy. 
food is up. I've talked to people that said they can't really purchase meat because the meat is too high. Gas is up. Electricity bills are rising. People are hurting, yet they keep wanting us to focus on race. If we can slide that to the side and come together for some of these real issues, they pass color lines. And that is how we can be more powerful. It's supposed to be we the people. And if the people could come together, we could actually move the needle and do something. But until then, people are going to be stuck in race, race, race and be just stuck, period. Thank you, Shamika. Great job. We'll play tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Waiting for the countdown, coming off the breakdown, standing in line for freedom. Looking for a breakout, feeling like a standoff, nothing in life like freedom. Came like a fighter, striking like a ladder, making all this moves for freedom. I want freedom. No negotiation, my system, no relation, we all just want to have freedom. Sitting on a corner, never been alone, I'm breaking my back for freedom. Bless, we are living, get back, we are receiving, all receiving, we all want to be free. We want freedom. I just want, I want to be, I just want, I want to be, I just want, I want to be, I just want.